Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Max Washington. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best parts of this afternoon's show. Well, she probably never expected to be on TalkSport, but the British singer-songwriter Celeste joined us. She did. Um, I thought we acquitted ourselves well, Paul, as well. Well, because, I'd like to think know, so. We've down with the kids. This isn't and sex music, is it? We there, can it, be honest with people. That's very and true. We did very well, I And thought. it was sport-related, yes. as you'll discover. You'll hear a bit from Sean Dyche and his very interesting press conference yesterday, and indeed reaction from the man who says he's quite used to Sean uh, going off script like that. Uh, we had a bit of a chat we about did, various yeah. things. Yeah. Listeners got involved, of course, as always. We reflected on some of the football last night and it, as part of that we put a consoling arm around Paul McCaffrey the comedian and Southampton fan uh, trying to get over that 9-0 defeat so uh, here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Max oh, yeah and um, you may have noticed there was a 9-0 yesterday yeah uh, and, and I mean I really did you have to feel so sorry for you know Alex Jankovic don't you just that, yeah just that sort of impetu- impetuous, this is my debut, I'm going to go for it, I've got a great chance. And then, and you could see Danny Ings' face in the background. Did you see it? When the challenge happened, yeah. you saw Danny Ings go, Ooh. Even, even his own teammate going, oh. And, and, and he, was, he just got a bit overexcited, didn't yeah, he? I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I heard, obviously, you know, wait, we don't know, obviously, he didn't mean it. A lot of people are saying he's not that kind of player. We don't know that. I mean, yeah. it's possible that he does that every game in the 23s for, and then plays one minute at a time. <laughs> but, but poor bloke, you just think, you just, you just couldn't help feeling well, so Well, you'd like to think that'd that be guy. your immediate reaction, but from what we hear this lunchtime, he's been getting a load of abuse, which yeah. is quite staggering. Yeah, and racist abuse again. And, and I, yeah. I spoke to Troy Townsend on Monday about this, and, you know, and it's, you know, I, I, you sort of get the feeling now on social media that if any black player plays in a match and doesn't win someone's going to racially abuse him yeah. and, 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 and you know you heard Jim and Simon saying and we all agree until the social media companies do more nothing's going to happen but the social media companies don't really seem to care when you know people are putting fake news that affects democracies all over the world so they don't care about that they're hardly going to care about some footballers getting yeah. a bit of racist abuse yeah, it's really incredibly really sad to hear that this yeah. well, yeah. let's hope he has a brilliant career yeah you know and in, in 10 years time we'll still still remember that, that first minute and and be like, all behind when him, he yeah. said yeah when I lifted the World Cup I did think back mm. to that moment when I went in a bit too quickly on Scott McTominay at, at the end of the game talking of which it seemed one or two of the Southampton players seemed to be suggesting to Scott McTominay he made a lot of it and I was thinking <laughs> oh come on you could see the look on his face he's like oh come on you know yeah. that was I think that's a 
red all day. A big mark on your inner thigh. Of of all the reds last night, that was that was the nailed on one. And we should. I know we're going to talk about decisions a lot, but it's worth pointing out that Manchester United scored nine goals. Doesn't happen a lot, does it? And so you know, when there's nine, there's so many. I can't remember every season to Southampton. (laughs) I can't remember any of them. You know, when you when you when there are four or five in a game, yeah. Oh, that was my favourite one, and this was. I thought this was good, and they were a bit like it. I actually, if you ask me, I can't remember any of the Manchester United goals. I can probably remember the Cavani header. This is like, name that tune. Yeah, (laughs) the Cavani header for four. Yes. uh, Okay. I can can just about remember that. Okay. Um, But beyond that, no, there was a lot. There were quite, you know. Penalty. There was was no worldies as such. They were just, you know, balls into the box. They did, I mean, they were ruthless, United. You know, very, very well done and all that. Um, Have you been to a nine? Have you seen your team score nine? No, I've seen, hang on. I've seen a seven. Have I okay. seen a seven? I think I've seen a seven mm. uh, for Cambridge United um, and a couple of sixes, and that's about it. I've been on the end of a nine away at Carl Shulton. That was a that was really? a sad day. Yeah, I've seen the score nine three times over the years. Wow! And no. you complain as a Spurs fan. Look at all the glory you have. <laughs> we should also say well done to Wolves for beating Arsenal four um, one. As uh, <laughs> this is the agreement that I have with the Marseille owner right. on great goals being worth more. Oh, okay. And, yeah, uh, Ciao Martinez. That was the three goaler for me. Yeah, it was an absolutely beautiful strike, wasn't it? So. It was. Well, there was a period when Ciao Martinez, um, it was almost like a thought for the day moment. Whereas there was a point where Ciao Martinez nearly signed for Spurs, and in many ways, last night he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get on but, to the red card. Yeah, we will get on to the red card. Because, you know, far be it from me. That if, I, mean, that, I, I didn't think... I thought that was very t- harsh on Luis, really. It was yeah, clumsy. I think but it's a daft law. It is a daft law. We'll get into that with um, with Sam Matterface, who has been a bit of a cheerleader for VAR in the past, was broadly supported, went along and to Stockley Park. I don't know, you went there as I, well. I, I was brainwashed too. And yes. they, they did a bit of a PR... Well, not a PR job. They showed you how it worked. And I think when you see that side of things, you do have a certain understanding and sympathy and, and you have a knowledge of the processes but I think Sam was railing earlier on today. I did go to Stockley Park and I, it did make me sort of more what's under, it like? understand is it the like, process. Is it but, like Willy Wonka's chocolate? What's it like? <laughs> well, the thing, that I, the thing that I really took away that I couldn't get away from mm. is around the whole office are life-sized sort of posters of all the referees. So there's really? like absolute, like to scale Craig Pawson and Paul Tierney's <laughs> in the, you know, like, just imagine, like... like, like well, they're know, like deities. Like well. you touch them, like you, this, this is Anfield time, you but, touch them on the way through. Well, I suppose that's what Stockley Park is, you know, but... but so if you're a young VAR official and you're there, you, t- you touch Graham Scott, you may you may be touching greatness and you too it's, could... It's possible. ...could get one I, of those games. I, I found that. That was the that was my main takeaway. Yeah. When they were trying to show me how VA worked on the monitors, I was just... They have lit candles in front of all the portraits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, small shrines. Choose your favourite. That would be lovely, exactly. wouldn't it? Referee of the month they had as well. Oh. You know, he's made mm. the best decisions yeah. this month. It's an incredibly uh, bitchy world, the world of the official Dillman refereeing. Yeah. It's totally. cool. I mean, I've said before, they're like supermodels. They're, yeah. all, they're all at each other, and under, but in a jokey way. But, you know, do you, you think, think there's, there's an underlying... This, oh, yeah, I do. Because, you know, um, yeah. Kalina and... And Ellery are in the big, are in like Castle Grey Skull, yeah. and then you've got like Keith Hackett outside, like throwing stones, you know, not allowed, <laughs> and going, disagreeing with everything. I mean, it is. Can I just also mention that it just before the game at Newcastle, right? And I thought I, I'm on a WhatsApp group with some Newcastle fans. And actually, they they weren't that angry yesterday because Newcastle gave it a go, and it was two yeah. mid-range Premier League teams. It, it was both classic Newcastle. Go. I was, was saying yesterday they got a build on this. They'll mm. really send out a statement. What do they do? They lose at home to Palace. It was so wet and cold. You could see when yeah. they panned across the. T- you went. You saw the referee in the. It was Newcastle? The, it's not on team, is it? I mean, <laughs> no, what do you expect? I'm aware of Newcastle I'm aware in February. Of that. I'm aware. Oh, it was wet and cold. <laughs> what about that? I, it's not like I'm not here to. Like, it's not breaking news. I'm hearing. 
of England, wet and cold I, I in under, February. My understanding is it was cold Pictures in Newcastle. Like, more as I get it. Yeah. But they could at least give Steve Bruce a hood, couldn't they? I mean, he's, he was just sodden, totally sodden. Big Sam's got like a big... It's a new... sign of weakness, isn't it? It is, yeah. If you stay, we pull the hood up, the brolly, it doesn't take much for it to be a sign of weakness, does it really? You've got to stand there and get wet. So it's certainly for the team, he could have done what he'd like. Can he we could... do a, a crowd funder for Steve, just to get Steve Bruce a hood? <laughs> yeah. Just one of those, one of the, you know, one, that, one of those sort of big yellow ones that fishermen wear. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah he'd look good in that. I think he'd look really yeah. good, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, it seems he's not, I, I looked for some quotes, I looked in a couple of the papers today for some quotes from Steve, but of course, he's, I don't think he's still speaking to the written press, so we had oh, to rely on what Roy had to say and, mm-hmm. and not what Steve had to say, so as far as I know, anyway. Oh, well. You know, maybe you'll talk to them again. You know, well, um, we are going to talk later on about Sean Dyche's yes. uh, press conference, yes. which was which was a lot of fun and, and very very different from what we usually expect. He covered uh, everything, the stuff he's watching on telly at the moment. Bridgerton, he's very much enjoying the bodice rippers um, when he's not uh, plotting the downfall of Manchester City. So he did seem very upbeat for a bloke who's playing a team that he's lost to. Five nil, four times in a row. He's so right. Press conferences are so. I know we yeah. cover them. They're so boring, aren't they? Manager just says, oh, "I really respect the opposition. Mm. They're a tough side. They're going to be hard to beat, whoever they are." Yeah. And then afterwards, they say, "Oh well, yeah, and we've got some injury problems. It's going to be tough yeah. for us." Well, I mean, to be fair, they're not there as they're, they're there to pass on information, aren't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. they're not. There Maybe to, I'm expecting too much. You, know, you probably are <laughs> expecting the Rat Pack live at, <laughs> at the Sands or something. But anyway, um, it was a very interesting press conference. We'll play some of it a little bit later on. We're going have to be playing look-alike cricket with them. Um, it sounds like he's a man after our own heart. Does Apparently, does love a yeah. bit of a look-alike in sport. So um, we'll be finding out more about that from um, a journalist who probably speaks to him more than most. Uh, but we would love to hear from you this afternoon. Have you had a kind of fairly odd, unlikely conven- a conversation with the stars? Yeah. So you know, you've kind of you know, you, if you see somebody famous, whether it's from sport or otherwise, you tend to sort of home in uh, on what they do, whether they're movie stars or footballers or cricketers or golf or whatever and you talk about that but now and again you could just shoot the breeze with the I'll, stars I'll give you two because I put it out on Twitter Ryan says um, <clears throat> when I was in school we did comic relief mile run around the grounds of Checkers I had a brief conversation with Tony Blair and Colin Jackson about nipple chafing that's quite good <laughs> that's good yeah. and this is from L I have no more context being asked do you think he's dead by Gianluca Viali <laughs> Really? Where did that go? <clears throat> who knows? Do you think... It, who was he talking well, about? Well, we don't who know. Could have been an animal. Could have been a person. We don't know. So if Luca Vialli walks straight up to you and says, <laughs> do you think he's dead? I mean... Start of a film noir, isn't surely, it? Surely, the first thing you say is, who? <laughs> isn't it? Oh, that's all... I didn't ask for any more information because I didn't want any more information. So that's all we've got. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Just don't tell me no, you stop it still Then you make it rough You're like a pig You know it is now, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we were saying, if you've been watching your football on Sky, uh, it has been pretty ubiquitous with so much live uh, football on. Not that that's a bad thing, it's a fine song. Absolutely. It's uh, Celeste, it's called... Uh, Stop this flame, and it's from her new album, um, Not Your Muse, and she joins us now. Celeste, good afternoon. Hello. How are you? How do you feel about this this fame amongst football fans at the moment? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so, because um, I know, like, a lot of my friends have been watching the football, like, this whole time, but I don't really see it that often, so I haven't really heard it 
myself that much but um yeah I think it's cool that it's like being on there yes it's been really helpful and like people hearing more of my other music too yeah I suppose it would do because they would listen to that think I like that I wonder what it is and they'll look it up and and hopefully they'll go and listen to the whole album Yes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's a, it, 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 it must have happened, at least, have must have happened at least once. once. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the sort of true meaning of the song? I'm trying to work out if it really fits to uh, you know uh, an ex pro talking about how upset they are with a certain manager's tactics. I don't know if the song has a has a meaning that links to that at all. Yeah, well, I guess like people always, well, I'm not sure, but I think people quite often take it as like a love song, but really like it's a song about like facing like challenge and like adversity and like coming up against it and then kind of getting past it. So I think that's why like some of the sports like channels have been like using it for their season. I know like the rugby have used it too as well. Mm. So um yeah. Do you have do you I have much of a say in it, Celeste? I mean, is it if if you did not wanted that to happen, I suppose you could. But is it something that's done with your sort of publishing? When they run it past you and say Sky want to use it for their football coverage, um, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. They just ask me if I'm if I'm okay with it once the sort of opportunity comes about. But I think like for the Premier League, maybe like ten songs get put in like a hat kind of thing, mm. and then it gets sort of cut down to three and then between those three it gets decided by like i guess a board of people yeah, yeah. People. <laughs> yeah. i thought it was gonna be like an fa cup yeah yeah knockout competition so do they do they ring you and they say yes yours is the song that's going to be on sky but we're going to eight seconds of your song and is eight seconds enough for you to you know be able to buy a new house with all the sky money <laughs> yeah. or is that not enough time um, I'm not sure. I'll have to wait and see what my PRS statement is yeah. at the end of next year or something, or this year. But mm. um, it's still really good because people can actually Shazam it in that amount of time, which is yeah. kind of the main way people find out now. Absolutely, yeah. It was a great year for you last year, well, up until March, obviously. You were the sound of 2020, you were going to tour, everything was planned, and then, of course, like a lot of people, all of us, not just people in the music business, that was all cut short. So must have been sort of very frustrating. Yeah, it was at first. It was quite daunting to think, like, how are we going to, like, do all the things that we wanted to do with with this, like, massive change to the world? But we kind of just, like, turned our hand to, like another side of it which was just like writing more I was just at home writing a lot and I kind of made some videos I made a couple of music videos like just with like the equipment that I had at home and like luckily I live with two friends and one of them Holly she's always on tour with me taking photos and filming so she helped me to make such a lot of stuff like during lockdown um, so we just kind of like adapted to what we were kind of faced with, I guess. Um, I was interviewing uh, John McClure, a big Sheffield Wednesday fan uh, from Reverend and the Makers. Yeah. You know, it's a great band, and they love obviously live, like gigging for them is just a, it's you know it's everything to them. And he was saying, listen, you know, it's been so difficult for for music artists, and you know, certainly from our point of view, I don't know how you feel, Paul. Feel very lucky that we've been able to carry on yeah, our absolutely. job. It's the luck of the draw, what you mm. end up doing, and whether you can carry on doing it. And he was saying, eventually, you know, when there can be gigs again, he was like. It'll be like the next summer of love. It'll yeah. be like Woodstock. It'll be yeah. crazy. Like are you, are you, that moment will be amazing when it happens, won't it? 
yeah that's all I've been thinking of this whole time and like I just imagine like every corner is like a street party and there's like festivals and gigs and like I, I imagine it will be like that I hope it actually is the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport but I'm sure you're aware by now because he's gone viral that uh, the Burnley manager Sean Dyche gave uh, a, a different kind of press conference yeah. to what I mean normally on a Thursday uh, the Moose joins us to round up the best of the managerial press conferences. And, you know, let's be honest, they're straight up and down. They tell you who's fit. They tell you who's not fit. They tell you that they respect the opposition. They tell you what you'd expect to hear. Um, and um, with Sean yesterday, he just went off message a bit, didn't he? Talked about was, watching Bridgerton on telly. wasn't it? Playing a bit of uh, the look-alike game when he's even during matches when Burnley are playing. Anyway, we'll, we'll kick off one of the questions that came in. Uh, uh, and uh, this was Sean in action. Has anybody ever told you you look just like Mick Hucknall? It's uncanny you say that. Apparently I look very much like Chris Evans too. I, mean, I, I can't see it, personally speaking, I can't see it. But apparently I do, so it's a fair, fair point that you make. I have no idea where these press conferences are going anymore. No idea. They're brilliant because they're less boring. It's like lockdown's really hard for everyone. It's really boring for everyone. So we're just having a natter and just trying to show a bit of humanity in the world you know what I mean we are human boring questions they bat them off you ask me a silly question I give a silly answer we're sunk to look like he's now we're sunk to look like he's no we're not yeah we're raising ourselves to looky like he's looky like he's mate the world have you never sat in a pub well although that seems like a distant memory where your mates have just found looky like he's in the pub it's one of the best bits of fun you'll ever have in a night trust me just do it the next time you're allowed in a pub Sit with some friends. You're probably only allowed three, but anyway, sit with some friends or something. And you look for looky likeys. Brilliant, brilliant fun. Love looky likeys. I tell you now. Um, do you know? Has anyone seen the kids' film? Uh, right. You know. You know the little old man with the glasses on. I swear to you, we were playing away at Sunderland, and a, a live human version of the man in up in up was there. And I said, the lads were up and stuff. I went, oh my god, lads, I've got the best one ever. Got the best one ever. I was nudging around the table because he was just literally at the bar there, and I was nudging. And I was going, the fellow out of up. Oh my God, they were crying. They were crying. It's the best looky likey I've ever had. It literally was the cartoon man out of Up, but in a human form. It was bizarre. The last went, oh my God, that is actually him. To the point when you like want to get a selfie, you know, with them subliminals, when he's at the bar, you just turn and go, dunk. <laughs> the bloke from Up and Bungle were the two. What yeah. pubs is he? What pubs I don't is he in? Who looks like is it Bungle? The, is it the pub in Star Wars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bloke over there looks like, just like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Well, it was. Uh, anyway, um, Dan Black from the Burnley Express probably spends more time with Sean on press conferences than most of us. And he joins us now. Hi, Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh, well, that's a shame, isn't it? Do you want to go and look alike while we wait? Yeah, we'll have a game uh, I'll tell you next a good, door. I'll tell you a good... Um, uh, I, uh, on Throwback Thursday yeah. on uh, Twitter, I, I put up a picture of Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And I said, a time when I was looking pensive... A few a while back, I got an email from my mum saying, "It's a lovely picture of you on Twitter." <laughs> hey, I love his blind, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> tremendous. So she, what was it? A young Ben Affleck. A young you? Ben Affleck. And there's a film where he has some sort of. He's quite ill, and I look right. a bit more like him in that one than in sort of peak <laughs> peak Affleck. I'm not so sure. I think we've got uh, Dan there. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Hello. Hi, Hi Dan. Hey. Oh, what a We're going to have to play Sean Dyche again, talking about uh, the bloke from Up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, were you expecting that? Uh, to be honest, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty much like that every week. Um, like you said, I think I think some press conferences can be can be quite mundane, can't they? They just 
you know, churn out the, the same old line every week in, week out. But with Sean, you, you always get something new. So it's um, it always keeps you on your toes anyway. Are you are you uh, does it make the journalist start thinking? Well, I want to think of a fun question for Sean Dyke. Like how how many sort of normal footbally questions do you have to get through before someone says, you know, how many? You know, would you prefer an arm made of cheese or or you know <laughs> lettuce for fingers or whatever? No, I, th- I think that's generally the uh, the warm up. You know, I think I think the um, the pick a topic uh, start to get him start to get him talking, and that's uh, that's how you keep him going. But yeah, he's. Uh, He's not broke out into song or into dance yet, he's, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened in the in the forthcoming uh, press conferences. It's interesting that not a lot of that side of him has emerged uh, before yesterday. I wonder why yesterday everybody decided to pick up on it because he said if he does it quite often, it's strange we've not heard that side of him before. I mean, he, he comes across well. I'm not saying that, but but normally it's it's pure football stuff we get from the press conferences. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, the way it blew up, Cause like I say, we, we see that kind of side of him every week. Really, um, you know, he's, he's quite a showman. He, he knows how to how to kind of entertain the entertain the audience. So yeah, it, it came as a surprise when I saw it going viral. Um, but I guess it's just something a little bit different. It's an aspirate from the norm, you know, especially you know in these times where people are struggling, people are a bit down. It's nice to see a different side to it, you know, especially a Premier League manager, isn't it? Is he uh, is he equally amenable to talk about looky-likes um, after a heavy defeat? Uh, or, <laughs> do you or, do, or do you have to be more careful then? Tonight might be a good chance to uh, to test that theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as the fifth goal goes in again for the fifth time in a row, you say, look, bloke over there look, looks like the fella from he Lady like in Zippy. the Tramp. He looks oh, like there's, Zippy. Uh, there's some of the other cast of Rainbow. Yeah, see how that goes no down. He might, he might enjoy talking about, he might prefer talking about lookalikes rather than talking about another another 5 nil defeat at the hands of Manchester yeah. City. 90, so he... Uh, yeah, I might test that one tonight and see which, uh, which way it goes. And I'll, I'll let you know. The, that look, that bloke looks a lot like Pep Guardiola. He'll be saying, "Oh, it is." The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Who do you call at seven pm to find out if you've had a good show or not? You know, to call the boss, do you call the no? call Alan, do you call Alan? Or who, well, I just I, I call Simon. I Jordan work on the basis out. that if I hadn't, they'd let me know. I just I wait for the bad news to come to me. I won't go looking. Well, you've for been it. Sele- you keep being selected. Don't yeah, you? So, yeah, yeah, still, yeah, it's going all right. Still yeah. getting away with it. The um. We asked earlier on, didn't we, off the back of the Sean Dyche uh, press conference, that, uh, that, that that conversation took a, a weird turn, although according to uh, Dan, who we spoke to earlier on, maybe not as weird as we think. He often does that. But we wondered about your unlikely conversations um, with the stars. And Paddy says, I had an unlikely conversation with your very own Ali McQuist on a flight to, to Portugal. Uh, we got chatting about a, bo- a bottle of lilt. <laughs> Ali kindly agreed to have a photo with the lilt. <laughs> of course he did. Um, in, he said, we also found Chris Akabusi's Costco card and returned it to him. I think Chris would have seen the funny side. He does most things. Um, which led to a Costco-based discussion. John says, uh, pushing the limit of sports stars, but I've chatted at length with Darren Ward about mortgages and the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Stuart says I spoke to Phil Thompson about a fireplace he was selling once. Just when Phil Thompson was lifting the European Cup, then one day I'll I'll yeah. talk to him about hearth. And uh, Nick Harris, that's Sporting Intel, uh, the journalist. I once had a conversation with Anna Kornikova about brass. So there we are. <laughs> so 
Sounds a bit creepy, Nick. It does. <laughs> um, yeah. um, Wes says, being introduced to Nicholas Lyndhurst by my wife, I was conscious of how annoyed he probably got talking about his Rodney character in Only Falls and Horses. So instead, I chose to discuss the awful journey on the way into Chichester. <laughs> Very yeah. good. It is a nightmare, take, isn't it? I take it you were in Chichester at the time. <laughs> Anyone else wants to get in touch and tell us quite how bad it is driving into Chichester? I'd love to hear yeah. from you. Well, I mean, you save it for the weekend. I mean, it's pretty easy at the moment. <laughs> save that for the weekend. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, thanks for getting in touch this afternoon. Mundane chats with the stars. Um, it was it all came really from Sean Dyche going uh, off menu. Sort of unexpected conversations. Yeah, unexpected conversations. I once had an in-depth conversation with the late great Rick Mayo about coal mines. <laughs> says Paul Forrestal. Thank you for that, Paul. Well, actually, I remember once. Um, uh, on the Sunday warm-up with Barry, yeah. um, we were looking ahead to the Manchester United game with Bez from the Happy Mondays, mm. apparently a Manchester United fan. But he just did five minutes, um, quite impassioned, anti-fracking conversation. Oh, <laughs> really? Barry and I were like, well, we'll go with this, why not? Yeah. We don't talk about fracking a lot on this radio you, station. You can't, I mean, even though <laughs> most people listening, if you said we had a conversation with Bez, yeah. you'd just say Bez, but... The, the, you have to say from the Happy Monday. <laughs> you do, don't you? yeah. You are duly anyway, bound. Not a fan of fracking. So there we are. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we didn't, and also on the show, I'd like he to He was apologize. definitely saying fracking. He was, he? yes. And uh, there was no, we didn't have any for balance pro frackers oh, on okay. the show. So apologize for that. Uh, Tony says Gary Pallister gave me a surprisingly cogent review of the only book he'd ever read, The Da Vinci Code. His voice was full of panic at having to describe literature, and it sounded unconvincing. But when I reviewed the words I'd written down, I was genuinely impressed. Impressed. It's interesting that Tony took notes yeah. on Gary Pallister's review of the Da Vinci Code. Well, he must have been interviewing me. It couldn't have been a chance meeting with him in the street. And they said, hang on, I must write this down. I must get your take on it. Make it quotable. Um, this comes from Dan. I used to work at a service station on the M6 and Paul Scholes came in. We had a bit of a chat about service station food. And then I served him a burnt sausage and a soggy jacket potato. See, I don't think it's a surprising conversation with no. Paul Scholes if you're in the service station serving him the food. I think that's probably... It's almost the most 
obvious conversation well, you'd have with I mean, Paul I don't Scholes, think he's got it? off the coach and Fergie has said, go on, boys, fill your boots in Kay's Country Kitchen. I would, imagine, I would imagine it was like he was probably there I with the family. That, I, or something. I don't want to be criticised Paul Scholes because when I said he, he, you know, he wasn't in my starting 11 yeah. footballers of all time, he was listening. So uh, I know that's he has become part of my... <laughs> he's the greatest footballer I've ever seen. He's better than Maradona. Staying with um, United. Tom, yes. you see Tom here, but bumped into Nemanja, um, Nemanja Matic uh, approximately 4am in Dixon's Electrical in Manchester Airport prior to a flight to Copenhagen as a United fan instead of talking about the beautiful game we momentarily <laughs> chatted about travel pillows before his missus told him to get a move on Matt says I once had a conversation with Marcel, uh, Marcel Desailly about European property prices European property investments in a bar in Dubai yeah. whereas Max says I used to regularly talk to Bobby Gould about egg sandwiches <laughs> Two ends of the financial spectrum there. Of course, Bob, uh, Bob would happily indulge in that kind of conversation. You know, we know that for Can I send an apology to uh, at 64 CFC? Well, it, it's always, I think that makes it more heartfelt when you make him sound like a droid. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't have his name. <laughs> okay, fair enough. With many apologies to at 64 CFC. Uh, what power you have, he says, Max, just by listening to your show, I'm now being targeted with screw extraction adverts by Facebook. And he sent me a picture just by listening to this show last week he was sent adverts now regularly on social media for the screw extractor four piece five piece six pieces magaloft wow. screw extractor so i do apologize i didn't realize that that this is where it would end up with yes <laughs> well look, we haven't got around to talking about no, how we'll you sorted tomorrow, out your your great uh, mm. diy issue but we'll, we'll try and get around to it a little bit later speaking on speaking of robots um, uh, were we speaking of robots? Uh, no, uh, yes. we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists can now build a quantum brain that allows robots to think like humans. Yeah. Isn't that good? The discovery of an intelligent material that works like our brain cells was announced yesterday. Isn't the idea of robots that they don't think like humans? Yeah. That they, isn't that when they take over the world? I isn't that so. the basis of many well, a sci-fi disaster movie? Well, we're now, uh, we are, we're now in stock in the TalkSport shop. Are, uh, you can have robots with the brains of any TalkSport presenter <laughs> you like really? the best so yeah That's, you can get an well, Alan Brazil they, I've been I mean, that can't be cheap then <laughs> no, they? they've kept no, no, that no, quite no, I know. I'm sure when I did the read it was mainly just beanies and face masks no, no, they're just, they've, they've traded up they've ro- robots with the brains wow. of TalkSport presenters you get two for one if you buy Alan Brazil you get Jim White for free Is that, so that's really? a good one yeah. two for one the offer only open today terms and conditions do apply <laughs> yeah uh, terms and conditions I mean it's not true of course mm. um, I once had an, oh, this is the character who once had an Instagram with you this is Liam <laughs> have you not read this one no, uh, I read it out no. I read it to you in a break you give it to me in a break yeah <laughs> um, um, news for prisoners uh, remember Charlton Gary yesterday was wondering about whether he could commit a crime and still get the vaccine early. We yeah, didn't he thought if he, if he gets banged up, he can get the vaccine. Well, prison yeah. inspectors are demanding... High price to pay. Absolutely. Prison inspectors are demanding longer beds after an influx of very tall prisoners. Wow. Uh, they told chiefs at HMP Wayland in Norfolk uh, it's something of a challenge for a six-foot-seven-inch lag to fit on a six-foot-three-inch mattress. Yeah. So it does, that will make a change to the tactics that the, the football manager has, the prison manager... Has to, you know, he's because previously at HMP Wayland they've been playing a sort of ticker tacker style. They keep it on but the now floor. they've got a lot of big lads in. They're going to have to go a bit more direct. If you're yeah. if you're a prisoner in another prison, you're about to do they play each other? They're the sort of an Aguero like striker. <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. the little ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> they're often the worst, aren't they? <laughs> totally so now fine. they're just they're just lumping it into the box, are they? I don't think. I mean, it wouldn't be great if you're dealing with someone who's inside. I don't know what they're inside for, but if they're six foot seven, six foot eight, and they've had a bad night's sleep, that's not good. That's not good, is it? 
in the morning. But they go down to breakfast. They could be that. You're right. They could be like the sort of the gentle. I green. say go down to breakfast. <laughs> I'm working out they're on a landing, not that they're on the fourth floor of a, these of prisons. A you know what happens in these prisons? Yeah. They well, come we, in. Guess who I saw in the lift? I saw razors. <laughs> I'd not seen him for ages. I thought he'd been let. It'd be great. I say, it? are you coming down for breakfast, or should we bring it to deliver it to your I, room? I may just go continental today. <laughs> it's a very Let's good have idea. a riot. <laughs> Uh, and anyway, Charlton Gary wrote to the Star yesterday. Yep. The letters page in the Star was it was quite filled with a lot of anger and hate, okay. except for Woody the scaffolder in Middlesbrough. Good old Woody. Good old Woody, whose letter to the Daily Star was, "What's your favourite winter tea? Mine's sausage, <laughs> sausage, egg and chips." Oh. There you are. Well Thank done, you, Woody. That's Thank that's you, Woody the scaffolder. Bring some the, joy. Let's put the world in uh, perspective. <laughs> so uh, it is uh, Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talksport. We're going to put a consoling arm around. Uh, Southampton fan uh, in a moment as you may have gathered they lost 9-0 again did, last yeah. night this is, do you know what's happened before recently Paul didn't you yeah. no really they did, yeah. it was going against Leicester City no one's really it's surprisingly unmentioned yeah. uh, by people but Ralph Hasenhut kept his job also a surprise yeah. and then it happened again last night we put seven past them once at the lane when Glenn Glenn came back with Southampton and it was a sobering 7-2. And I remember him saying afterwards, that was never a 7-2 game. I'm thinking, I'm sure it was. I saw nine goals go in, seven of them to us. But you knew what he meant. Yeah. I mean, it was. Um, I, th- I think he felt it was a slightly skewed result. So anyway, what's it like being a Saints fan today, picking up the pieces? It's very interesting. No one's calling for the manager's head, are they? No, it'll be fine. It'll he's be been fine. in this situation before, and, it, and it, he turned it round. So I think we're all worked on Even last night, watching it, it would be... Normally, far more seismic than you'd than I think we felt last night. Maybe VAR got in the way. I don't know. It's because there's so many goals so late. Yeah, it was basically a six nil, and they just it three was. happened, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's yeah. that's interesting." I did think if they got to ten, we'd stop talking about the nine nil Leicester game. Yeah, that's be, that would true. be the silver lining. By that stage, we're almost hoping they were going to get ten. Well, a little part of me, yes. <laughs> no one ever gets ten. Although to be fair to Manchester United, I get very frustrated when it's four nil at half uh, half time. 5-1 at full time oh yeah you know that's, that's double it or you don't get the points no that's very unfair okay, I think at this I'd time take you, that, I'd they, take it back I was being <laughs> sensationalist for talk sport purposes the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport Hawksby and Max Rushton uh, here on talk sport uh, one of the scorers for Forest Green last night oh, yes. got a spectacular first name what is it Odin Oh, well, that is strong, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is. I mean, you know, you're, you're gonna, they're going to expect you to like a bit of a tear-up if you're Odin Bailey, aren't I they? I think, uh, you know, yesterday when we were talking about Niskin's Cabana, yeah. so it's hard pressure to be a North god from yeah. your parents. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an awful lot riding on there. Anyway. Um, Do you think he does a kind of thunderstrike celebration? I'd like to think he does. He has gets a, a massive of, hammer a, yeah, and hits Thor's, the floor. Thor's dad, isn't he? Odin? Is he Thor's I dad? Yeah, I think so, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not well up. I mean, Norse. <laughs> He hits, the, he hits talk, the pitch. You really got to listen to our sister station, Talk Norse. Really, that's where I mean, you're. A lot find. of this is talking if, Norse. Yeah, isn't it? We, don't, we talk a lot about it. of Norse. Um, anyway, let's uh, move away from the Norse and move on to Southampton. Um, beaten nine 0 once again. Mm. Uh, it's uh, the second time in a couple of seasons. This time away from home. There was ten men last time. It was nine. There were you know extraneous circumstances. Well, there were for some other game anyway. So how are the Southampton fans? feeling today uh, we turn now to a man who can normally see the funny side of most things as he's a comedian but uh, as this uh, as this uh, sort of put him under strain who knows Paul McCaffrey joins us good afternoon Paul hi how you doing it's yeah, good you think, I, can hear the, I can hear the tension in your voice um, <laughs> uh, yeah it was well, I mean how are you feeling today let's, let's get that out of the way 
Well, let's just say first, first and foremost, I, I, I was waiting for the call from Talk. <laughs> I mean, I will say this time, at least you waited until the day after. After Leicester, it was that, that, that the body wasn't even cold. I don't think the final whistle had even blown. You like bloody ambulance chasing lawyers. <laughs> I remember um, after the, I remember after the Leicester game. You know, I was on on the Saturday and we were sort of laughing about it, you know, the horizontal run. I mean, it couldn't have been worse because it was like so wet. And a Southampton oh, fan man. accused us of having a media agenda for, you know, peddling the nine. I was like, you didn't lose nine nil last night. But, but it's, it's interesting. This one, you're almost getting a free pass. Everyone says, oh, Southampton do this sometimes and it'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's sort of part of our character. It's a, I think the thing is, obviously... It had just started to die down. There was like a Pavlovian response. Anyone, anytime anyone mentioned Southampton, the next thing, you know, like a pundit would say was, oh, well, obviously the Leicester 9-0. And I think just because of the sheer volume of football at the moment, it had kind of died down a little bit. So you've got to feel sorry for Ralph. It's going to sort of, you can't help but think this is going to come to define him now, really, as the man who lost 9-0 in two consecutive seasons. Mm. I mean, I'm laughing, but it's, you know. The interesting thing, yeah. though, Paul, is that, you know, because most managers who'd lost 9-0 for a second time, you'd think you'd be expecting the announcement, you know, thanking for his services. But this guy's come through that and, and, and done yeah. very well to rebuild the side after a 9-0. So the expectation, they walked off last night and thought, oh, yeah, they'll be all right. He's done this before. They'll, they'll bounce back. You know, they've got a lot of injuries. They'll be okay. I mean, you know, that's a sort of neutral's take on it. But that sort of feels the situation. I don't know how you feel about it today. Would, do you want him gone? Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. No, I, I really like him. And, you know, let's not forget, obviously, after the last 9-0, we did then go on a really good run. And, uh, you know, obviously, this this is kind of coming at the... I know our form's not been great for the last sort of few weeks, but pr- prior to that, we've had a good season. We were top at the beginning of the season. Mm. You know, we've sort of... There or thereabouts for a while. So, I think... Not that I'm saying it's pipe and slippers time, if there are any Saints <laughs> players listening. You know what I mean? It's not like we've done our work now. It's time to sort of put our feet up. But... um. You know, we're not going to get sucked into a relegation battle. I, I, I'd be amazed. You know, it's so um, it definitely does feel different this time. It's not. It doesn't feel like, oh my god, what's the rest of the season going to be like? Because we've already got twenty nine points, and yeah. How did you? How were the first two minutes of the game for you? <laughs> Do you know what? I wasn't watching. I had a I had a Zoom gig last night, so I thought oh, I'll tune in for the second half. Oh no! <laughs> so I done that, and then I saw that it was four 0 I thought I won't bother, and then I sort of just tuned in, and I saw uh, Shay Adams' goal, and then obviously the the the, the, the VAR. So I thought oh, I'm not going to bother, so I turned it off, and then I sort of went back. It was like picking a scab, <laughs> and then I sort of saw two Man United goals in sort of the space of about four minutes, which I think put it at seven 0 and then I just thought oh, I can't be bothered with this. But I, I mean, I don't think anyone was thinking at that point it was going to be another 9-0. No, it's true. I mean, it, it's... it's Look like lightning doesn't strike twice, does it? <laughs> isn't comedy, isn't that the rule of three? Are you slightly worried that, you know, there'll be another one of these? <laughs> They're going to start calling him the police if it's 999. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I mean, surely not. 
We can't make this a seasonal tradition. <laughs> it's nice. It's almost like it's like Groundhog. It was Groundhog Day yesterday. It was, nice I if, know that's the thing. It yeah. was actually Groundhog Day. <laughs> Would be nice if they could kind of keep it as a bit of a tradition. Every year we got to chuck in a yeah. nine. With a red card, an unnecessary red card, yeah. a bit of VAR. You have to make, as a club, you have to make a, a kind of a, a good cogent case for why Southampton should lay down for you. <laughs> like, it could have been like Sheffield United. We're really putting a shift in, but we need a bit, we need to get the goal difference. Up or Absolutely. Sam, exactly. Jose, Ralph. Jose saying, yeah. Look, it's not work for Gareth Bale. It'd be great if he could score yeah. five and set up four against his former <laughs> club. That would be, that would be perfect for him. Yeah, um, but that's probably not a great idea. I mean, I suppose no. that we, we see what happens next and we see how they bounce back from this because there's you know, obviously we, a problem. We, I will say with the sort of depth of our squad, that much, you know, I think yeah. we, we, it was was plain to see with the bench. You know, I think when we saw there was two keeps on the bench, alarm bells started ringing. But yeah, it's. Um, does he need yeah, a bit more help from upstairs, Paul? I, mean, uh, uh, the, uh, I would say so, yeah. yeah there the, doesn't seem uh, to be. And also, I just hope, you know, obviously there's been talk of Ings leaving already. And I mean, if he goes in the summer, that would be a big blow. Yeah, yeah, he's an excellent, he is an excellent player. It's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. He's a wonderful player. I just think Ralph's got so much right. It is It is incredibly strange that he's he's sort of got a free pass. You know, I suppose there was a, people like talking about VAR. But it's mad to lose twice 9-0. Does and no one's ever done it. I know I'm just repeating what we said about two minutes ago, but it's only really just dawned on me now that we should be going in not, yeah. not sort of two footed because that's not We've a good idea. We've equaled our own them. record. It isn't like it's incredible. Yeah. I was saying, Paul, that if it had been ten, people wouldn't talk mm. about the nine against Leicester. Do you think that might have been <laughs> that might have that's been one slightly... way of shutting people up, isn't it? <laughs> that might have been going on the losing ten nil the next season. Yeah. The fact, as we said, the fact he has done it, he'll be able to say to the players, I take it they've, um, I think he'll be watching the video back and uh, they'll be having a bit of a team meeting about it. But uh, he can say, look, we've been here before, boys. So mentally, you go to Newcastle at the weekend who who weren't stunning last rare night. Really. and unwanted position of being able to sort of like draw from experience after losing 9-0. <laughs> right. right. what, what did we do last time, guys? What do we need to... Uh... Yeah, we'll just do yeah. that again. Just say to him what we did last exactly. time. Let's just do that again. Do you, do you think we need another pandemic? Our form, I mean, we were like the form side after the break last time. I yeah. don't know. Yes, I mean, I mean, I mean yes, it's difficult. It's a difficult one to try and get past everyone else. I'd say, yeah, Paul, I think, for, I, I think we're not keen. Know, yeah, we're not exactly. basically keen on that for this reason. But I, I'm trying to think which nine nil was worse. I I tend to think the first one because. <laughs> There were fans there, and the weather was so. I mean, the weather wasn't it, great yesterday. It was but at the, home, and there were more players on the pitch. Right yeah, there. yeah. So the first yeah, this well, one was this one's a game, which was like yeah, it's a step in the right direction. That. Say that again, sorry. I went to the Everton game, which was the next game after that. Uh, uh, it's the next home game after that um, at St Mary's. I mean, that was literally one of the worst games of football I've ever been to. Um, we only lost two one, I think it was from memory, but it was just. Oh. I mean, that that to me was a, a worse game. It was it was terrible, but. Um, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it been the first half of the season was fantastic. You know, a joy to watch. Everyone was enjoying watching them, playing good football. Theo Walcott sort of it felt like a bit of a rebirth. I was unsure about him coming. He really looked like he was sort of enjoying his football again. And um, you mm. know, I think it's just a minor. Well, I say a minor blip. It's I think you'd be hard pushed we, to call it a minor blip. It is quite a major blip, but a blip nonetheless. We, we got a bit of stick earlier on from some callers for saying we we did have some sympathy for uh, Jankovic, who got sent off after a minute and a bit he you know it was a bad tackle he had to go off it was a naughty I wouldn't say it was a naughty one it was badly timed it didn't look malicious it was just ridiculous it was just like a, a, a kid who'd got too excited on his debut but 
Um, how are you feeling about him? Uh, how are you? I mean, are you, are you got, you got, would you put an arm around the yeah. shoulder if you could do that at the moment? Well, well yeah, it was just it was idiotic. Yeah, I think mm. there was nerves at play. I mean, it was. <sighs> I don't know. I suppose you just got. To, uh, there's, a, there's an element of you've just got to kind of go right. Let's just let's just move on and. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if if this one wasn't as bad as the Leicester one, then it's a step in the right direction. So yeah. you can take the positives. Things are looking up. You've got to take from the positives. One. I think so. It's for. Positives. I was just checking. It's Bednarak, uh, Ward, Prowse, and Ings who started. Both those nine nils. They're oh. the only three. This is quite a big turnaround of players, isn't it? So, It'll anyway, be good on the after-dinner after circuit exactly, in yeah. years to come, won't it? There's going to be so many pub quiz questions that come yeah. as a result of this, isn't it? If, if, not, if nothing else, we are doing our bit for the pub quid, quiz uh, writers of Great Britain. Yeah. So, Paul, you said you did an online gig last night. you got a yeah. podcast you're involved in as well, is that right? Or, yes, me and yeah. Sean Walsh do a podcast called What's Upset You Now. If in the unlikely event you are one of the 10 people in the country that does not have a podcast of their own at this point, <laughs> uh, please. I think I knew it was bad when the royal family started doing their own podcast. You're like, right, this, is, this, this lockdown needs to end now. But yeah, if you, if you, it, it's a 15-minute episode, and it's just basically us ranting about... Uh, petty grievances basically but it's people that people have really liked it so uh yeah what's upset you now um available on all platforms fantastic thanks paul thanks Cheers, for mate. joining us keep your chin up thank you very much all the best there we are paul mccaffrey there uh comedian and uh, you can follow him at uh, paul mccaffrey's on twitter and uh, at paul mccaffrey.com to find out what he's up to but uh, look, he didn't seem too bad fairly so. philosophical but was there a moment there where we have to say, if you did catch any, uh, like the commentators, if you did catch any agricultural language... Oh, no, we, we, uh, we got rid of that. It was mildly agricultural, yeah, was but fine. we spared you at this time yeah. of day. Yeah, your homeschooling. Hey, look, he's just lost nine nil. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Some no, slack. I don't mind. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow from one, won't we? Hope so. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. the plan. Then there will be a birthday spread tomorrow. Oh, Andy Jacobs, that's my favourite uh, bit. And I've lost all of them. I've lost three in a row. Is it three or four in a row? Well, you're on a roll. After we've just done a quiz today, and you've won it, so that could be an omen. Oh, fingers crossed. Um, so Andy with us from three thirty tomorrow. If you can join us from one, that would be great. If not, the podcast will be available from around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport. 